Jonathan, man, how are you? I'm good. I am good. Happy to be here. Does summertime Chicago ever get old? Never. <laughs> it will never get old. And it is one of the most iconic, amazing cities that I've been a part of. So I love Chicago. I feel like you've always been super busy, but now every time I come to the city, it's like you just keep getting busier and busier, man. What are you spending your time on these days? It's a great question. I think I'm spending a lot of my time on being a catalytic learner that's continuously learning in every endeavor of my life, whether it's family, friends, work, whatever the case may be. I'm just trying to learn and, and build and grow while also being a public servant, helping other people, giving back to others, and just being a true advocate and a man of what I say and what I believe. I met you in a very um, giving capacity. You kind of took me in and mentored me as I was trying to get my first job in healthcare, which I'm always super grateful for. And so from the onset, I've known you as kind of a giver, right? Which is why I thought you'd be an awesome guest. And how do you balance the difference between giving and then also being open to receiving and standing up for yourself? That's a tough question. It is definitely practice. It is something that I am naturally giving and serving just because I've gotten to a place in my life and career where I'm very content in who I am and I'll double down on just being a solid, good person. And, and I also feel as though there's a gratification and a level of humility and gratitude when you have the ability to give to other people. But I also know that I've done some amazing things. I'm at an amazing spot in my life, my personal and professional career. So it's only up from here and being on a podcast like this is also humbling, right? Permission to shine. Yes, I'm a giver, but I also am really good at some of the things I do that have been cultivated and really honed in in my skill set. So it, it's, I, I say all that to say it's just a balance and I, I do my best to try to think through and be self-aware of the situation where I have to give or the situation where I have to prioritize myself. And I think as long as I'm self-reflecting and being aware, but also having that North star of humility, gratitude, giving, I think it all balances and work itself out. I love that. What would you say to somebody? So you're, you're in your career, you're getting started. You're an extremely talented person, right? And so often, I think they just want to pour every their entire soul into the company and just do whatever the company wants them to do, right? Appease the company to, to move up the ranks. Yeah. They don't always do the best job of standing up for themselves, right? And kind of treating people how to treat them. What would you say to that exact person? At the end of the day, you really have to be loyal to yourself, but also you have to be at a place where you know the game that you're playing, right? And these corporations, they're great corpor corporations. They're great organizations. They do some great things. But for me, as I continue to move my career and lead companies, my focus is on the people, right? My focus isn't 
on any, when you start with the people and you build that bond and you build a culture and you build a relationship, no matter what happens, you will always want that person to be successful because it's a truly from a genuine place. And organizations, obviously they care about the dollar and the bottom line and the board satisfaction. And that I can, that's very important. I completely agree. You have to make money as a company, but you are nothing without your people and the, the people make the company. So I, if I'm thinking about that question and, and thinking about how I have grown, I'm always grateful for being an advocate to, hey, this is my job. This is the company. I am all in. And it has to be a mutually beneficial respect. It has to be a mutual give and take and an understanding. There also has to be a relationship between the company and myself. And that comes with whether it's a manager, whether it's a team, whether it's different people, whether it's higher leadership, it's all built upon relationship. And and I've been really good at just building relationships and caring about people. Uh, so these companies, I think I, it, it always comes out to the people. So just be loyal to yourself, but also understand and be self-aware of does this company care about me? And if I leave tomorrow, they're going to feel my job. Or if I leave tomorrow, I'm hurting other members and people of the team because I'm a needed asset to my team and the organization. And when you have that care, that love, that mutual admiration and respect, that will continue to grow. It'll continue to, to build the bond. It's like if we work together. How amazing would that would that be? We would take organization to a completely new new realm, whether it's financial, whether it's culture, whether it's so many different things, because we have that mutual bond and respect. Let's take it back to young Jonathan. <laughs> Where did you grow up and how do you think that's impacted the man that you are today? I think about that pretty often. Yeah, I do. I feel like I haven't heard that a lot. So I grew up on the south side of Chicago in a neighborhood called Inglewood. And Inglewood is a very tough place to grow up because you're surrounded with internal and external influences that has the potential to not equip you to get outside of Inglewood, if that makes sense. So growing up, I was a pretty rambunctious funny kid. I, I got into trouble a lot. And, and my mom, she was a very stern, powerful black woman. And I learned a lot from her. She played a big role in, in just developing me to be a very disciplined person. And I, I think there's a lot of pride coming from the South side of Chicago because that's all I knew until I didn't know, until I didn't know it and until I knew more, right? So I say that when I left the South Side to go to college for the first time, this was a shock. It was a, it was a shock to me because I was on my own. I was in a different environment. 
But I knew because of the discipline that I was given that I could survive because my childhood was built callousing my mind to face everything that I would face outside of the South Side of Chicago, which helped me and shaped me to be the person I am today. So I'll always remember the fun times I have with my family, all the times I got into trouble, all the times that I was a part of these magical pieces of the South Side of Chicago and just appreciating that. And, and it's, uh, it's a moment and, and parts of my life that I'll never forget that I'm so grateful for and appreciative of. But I also, there's a part of me that wants to, as I continue to build my network and brand and, and lead a company, there are parts of me that really want to reach out to the South Side and help and help them grow and, and reach out to the young, the young generation, as well as the older generation and show them that there's more than the South Side of Chicago. And there's opportunities to, to, to thrive and to flourish but also we need to build up that South side and give them that belief that they can do more and that it is turning into a great place to live and grow up. I love that. You have so much to give back brother. So many, just so much knowledge and resources and humility that everyone who gets affected by that, which is wide ranging, right? It, it goes, you serve on boards for schools, whether it's the stranger on the sidewalk, the janitor, the door person, you treat everybody equally and constantly pour into them. And I just admire that a lot about you, man. I feel lucky to witness that. I appreciate that. I also think that it's very remarkable seeing your journey and being um, able to watch you grow and to really thrive. You are a rainbow and a sunshine that comes once in a lifetime. And I am so proud and, and honored to be here and, and to be a part of this and to support you and your goals. And, and I want you to know that keep believing you can do anything and accomplish anything. And it's an honor to be here. So oh, thank you so much, brother. I got goosebumps, man. Hey, <laughs> thank you for that, Jonathan. Of course. And go ahead. How do you best motivate people? Break that down for me quickly. I motivate people. One, it just starts with listening and active listening. Once you listen, you're able to tailor whatever that may be, the conversation, the roadmap, the, the details of what you're trying to motivate someone to do. And it's a conversation to get them to think of how to get to that goal that they have. And you're walking them through it. And at the end of that those ingredients and that conversation, your baking method is having them believe. That's the key piece that bakes into whatever that motivation, motivational piece is, the belief. Once you believe, it's done. That's the motivating ball is you give them something, you listen, you have the conversation so that either you can help answer those and navigate those steps or they can through the conversation. From there, you're getting them to believe. After that belief, it's a personal check-in. Now we're holding each other accountable. Now we have something that's greater 
that we can attribute our motivation to. And then once you're done, you're done. What's next? You've already accomplished this. You've already done this. You've already believed. Now let's get something greater. Let's get something of a higher magnitude that we can bring to the table. You undoubtedly have an incredible ability to motivate people. I see that in your job, in your personal life, everything you do. What kind of job do you think you'll be doing in 10 years? Envision that for me. Manifest that. 10 years is a long time away. And I love thinking about the future. I love having the opportunity to know that the world is on a trajectory to just become a better place. And we as people are becoming more conscientious and aware of each other, as well as being open to the ideas of, of ourselves enhancing. So for me, looking at the next 10 years, I, I think I'll definitely continue to hone in and give back. And that'll continue at, continue at a higher magnitude in whatever capacity that could be. But I also have some personal aspirations of, of having some global experience abroad, having the opportunity and ability to travel so much. It's giving me a wide array of love for everywhere that I go. Um, so having that opportunity, but also having the, the chance to lead an organization, that's extremely huge for me. And I, as I've learned from a leadership standpoint, there are so many factors that go into that, that I'm building that, that muscle memory for those different areas. So having an opportunity to lead an organization, having an opportunity to lead from a global scale and at a global level is something that I can see myself doing. But at the end of the day, continuing to pump into my health, my wellness, my relationships with people and, and just loving and embracing every day, but also being present, right? And working on our breathing. What do you think about breathing? It's just as important as sleeping. It's just as important as drinking water. It's, it's a part of our daily function. And if we really enhance our breathing with how we breathe uh, and being conscientious of that, it, it opens up the mind to relax, to release, to do so many things. But it's just as important as, as sleep, eating right, drinking water, and the other aspects of, of our health that we benefit from. Let's take a deep breath real quick. You want to? Absolutely. It's like magic every single time. It's crazy. It's the best drug. <laughs> and it's free. It is free 99. All right, brother. Last question. What experience do you think has shaped you the most into the amazing human being that you are, Jonathan? So growing up on the south side of Chicago was huge. Having the experience of having my mother play a huge role in, in challenging me to and being so hard and stern on me to callous my mind to grow and be disciplined played a huge role. My collegiate experience was as huge. I made some of the best friends that I have ever 
seen and, and met some amazing human beings as well as post school, right? Even after graduate school or, or other advanced degrees, it all of that has, has shaped me to become who I am. And then the last thing is my travel experience. How many continents? Seven for seven. Hey. Seven for seven. It traveling is the best education that anyone can have. And I've had the opportunity to travel the world at a pretty high level for for what I've experienced and meeting people from different ethnicities and, and ages and genders and religions. It's enlightening because it taught me to be a better listener. It taught me to care. It taught me to look at experiences and have a perspective that may be different from the ordinary or average perspective. And just thinking about those things while being self-aware, you know, wh whether whatever the place may be, I'm always just trying to be cognizant of, of, okay, this is their culture. This is how they operate. I am a new person in this environment. How can I tailor who I am to understand and, and see whatever the case may be from their perspective. And I've taken that with me since my first continent, well, my second continent, which is Australia. And from Australia, you, you know, obviously you're born in the US, so you have North America experiencing South America. Asia was unique. Africa was amazing. Europe is iconic. And then Antarctica, right? And, and that was... Once you get through all seven and having the last one be the hardest one, but the most humbling and gratifying one, it was, it's just, it's a combination of experiences that I, I can never take away. And it was, I'm just really in awe that I had the opportunity to do that. And I get to share that with other people so that they can see, Hey, I can go here. And even if I don't, look like anyone, I can still be myself, but also learn and, and develop and grow. And the last thing I'll, I'll say on this is that it taught me how to appreciate good conversation, right? When you're in the middle of Casablanca and, and you're chatting with people who are from a different everything than you, you have to be able to tailor your conversations to captivate people, to find them interesting, but to also have a mutually beneficial conversation that you can walk away from and say, wow, this person was amazing. And I've done that at every continent. So it, it changes your perspective. It changes what you see and, and how you view things. And I'm very appreciative of that. That's amazing. Jonathan, thank you for being you, brother. Appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. I wish you nothing but success in, on this podcast and this journey. I am humbled and honored to be a part of it. And whatever I can do to support you, I am always going to do. Thank you. You're doing it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, that's sweet. Big wisdom, baby. That's legacy. I'll end it. Bye, bye, bye.